The following podcast contains spoilers and pretty naughty language. We watch it. We watch it. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to our Oscar prediction spectacular here at We Watched a Thing. This week, I'm lucky enough to have a very special guest. It's Amy Smith, mainly at the moment from In Session Film and Next Best Picture, but honestly does so many different film things. Is even Rotten Tomatoes approved now? Is that right? Yeah, it is. Nice. I applied and got knocked back. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? Not too bad. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining me. So, as always on the show, we're not going to go over all of the categories, just kind of the big ones. But before we get started, I know that you've seen all of them this year. And you watch a lot of movies. What was your very favourite movie this year? It was Dune. Um, Dune, yeah, right. I'm not typically a sci-fi person, but maybe it was because the cinema experience, we haven't really had a chance to embrace for like well over a year at that point yeah it just blew me away the whole world building the technical achievement even the story like i haven't i I have no familiarity with like the source material i understood the entire movie no problem whatsoever yeah which i think is amazing for a text like dune so yeah yeah, I, I, I still marvel every time I watch it. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. And Villeneuve, like, he's incredible. All right, were there any films this year that you felt like were snubs? Were there anything you saw that you were really expecting to get nominated that didn't for any categories? Not sure of expecting to get nominated. I wish Spencer got more love than just actress. I think that is also an incredible piece of filmmaking, personally. Yeah. I know Zamar might love it or hate it sort of situation, <laughs> But I was very much in love at camp. Um, one of my favourite films from the past year was Mass, which I got to see at Sundance 2021. Yeah. And if there was a film that deserved sort of screenplay, acting, ensemble awards, it was Mass. And it just did not have enough momentum. It did not make it into the fall film festivals and it just couldn't really get onto viewers' yeah. sort of attentions. But that was, if, if you watched it, you know how hard that film is to get through. I haven't watched it, but I have heard incredible things. Spencer did really surprise me because that was a film that when it came out had heaps of buzz around it. And I don't know if it's just, you know, because it came out now a good six months before Oscar season, it's just been forgotten. But that really shocked me that that didn't get more than actress. Um, I personally, like, I did an episode recently on The Last Duel and I know- Oh, I loved that. Me too. That's another real Marmite one. I can't believe that that got nominated for Razzies. <laughs> um, and I, it shocks me that that didn't get at least one or two nominations. Oh, that that's a good Ridley Scott movie of the year. Um, I really think it should have been contending for editing. I think Jodie Comer should have been no question in lead actress. Yeah, yeah. I think you look at the production, the costume, the makeup, you're like, how did this not- get more attention yeah and i think it was just because the release was so bad it just got pushed out yeah like it didn't really show at any cinemas in the uk i was lucky that i was away that weekend so i actually got to see it because i wouldn't have seen it in my home city yeah right. um it just had such a bad release schedule and then you have house of gucci yeah. <laughs> which was not a good movie and it had way more attention yeah which i just don't get <laughs> ridiculous a couple of fun tidbits about this year's Oscars. If Jane Campion wins, she'll only be the second female director to ever win, and she's also only the seventh woman ever to be nominated. That is a crime. 
um, an absolute crime. She is going to win, but yeah, yeah, and she's also the first director to have ever, like, the first female director to have ever been nominated twice. Yes, yes. Well, I'm a massive fan of Campion. I love The Piano as well, which obviously was her first nomination. That's a, such a beautiful film. Um, this this nomination for Denzel also makes him the most nominated black actor in history with 10 nominations and two wins, and he's now tied third as the most nominated actor of all time. I didn't know that. Uh, the funny thing is, he still never had a, a nomination at BAFTA. Really? <laughs> Which I find ridiculous. He's never been nominated at BAFTA because we were all saying, oh, the ballot system, we're going to realise that yeah. and we're going to nominate him. And they didn't. So <laughs> if he can't get nominated for playing Macbeth yes. on home turf, I just don't see a time when we will ever nominate Denzel. Yeah. That's, it's ridiculous. That's crazy. That's ri- I didn't know that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about these announcements around how the Oscars is going to run this year with so many of the categories not being televised? I'm not happy. Well, bear in mind I'm in the UK. Like, it doesn't start here till like 2 a.m. Yeah, right. I'm gonna, the fact I'm going to put, like, say editing goes to power of a dog, the race is over. Yeah. Like, it's one best picture. So I'm going to see that announcement on Twitter. Yeah. And then I'm just going to think, what is the point of me staying up till 5am to eventually hear that Power of a Dog won Best Picture? Yeah. It makes absolutely no sense. And I think it's a complete disrespect to those categories that have been I agree. Yeah. Like, if you have... I know people are like, oh, the short's going to be first cut. The shorts this year, we're potentially getting Academy Award winner Riz Ahmed. We're getting possibly a tribute to a subject matter who has passed away in over the past month with the Queen of Basketball. And you look at the other categories, we're cutting out half of Dune's wind. We're cutting yeah. out Hans Zimmer. Like, yeah. how how do you think it's going to bring more people in yes. than the best picture contender that got the most money and the most <laughs> recognition from the audience it's not even going to be presented live, yeah. and we're going to find out Dune's won half the categories before it's even started. This I is, don't get the decision. This is my thing. I think it just shows how out of touch the Academy is at this point, that they don't understand their own audience. The kind of people who are watching the Oscars have never been the people who care about that, you know, big blockbusters, or, you know, they're the kind of people who care about film and want to see all of these Films, you know, and categories get their due recognition. It's not really the account. It's ABC. It's them who have said, you need this to be under three hours long. We want you to cut. I, th- I think they wanted them to cut 12 categories. Jesus Christ. And only have them present 11 live. I'm like, that's not even four awards an hour. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> um. So that's how they got them cut. And that's why I don't think we're going to get a reversal, no matter how many people say yeah, we're not doing, like, we're not happy about this. Yeah. Because ABC has pushed it. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to sound like a nerd here, but how long does the Super Bowl go for? <laughs> I've no clue. You're asking <laughs> the wrong person that. I mean, I'm You should sure. not be asking a British person that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that that's at least three hours, if not longer. It's got to be. Yeah. It has to be, because you've got the game and you've got the halftime show. Yeah. You've got all the pre-game shows. Yeah. Well, should we get right into it then? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Where, where do you want to start? How do you want to do this? We could go with some of the acting nominations, cinematography. Where do you want to start? We're wanting to start simple. Three of the four acting uh, categories seem to be locked up now. And then you just have one, which is an absolute bloodbath. All right. 
let's 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 start with some of the acting nominations then. So let's go best actor first. Up for best actor this year, we've got Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield, Tick Tick Boom, Will Smith, King Richard, and Denzel Macbeth. Where's your heart and where's your head for this category? A few months ago, I tried to make this crazy prediction that Benedict was going to surprise, that there was going to be a Power of the Dog win and it wasn't going to be where we expected it, that BAFTA was going to be able to help him. No, no, that's all thrown out now since Will Smith won the BAFTA and has swept the season. It's kind of just been a performance that we all knew since the trailer came out, since we knew of this casting. Yeah, this is his win. Yeah. Were you a fan of King Richard? Yeah, I was. I really enjoyed it. It's like probably six or seven in my like actual best picture lineup but yeah. that just goes to show how strong the year is to be honest yeah i i actually agree i think from what i've seen this is a very strong year i think you're right absolutely will smith is winning this personally i kind of wish it was denzel i thought Macbeth was very 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 strong and i don't think it's going to win anything <laughs> which makes me a bit sad it should be winning cinematography I that's exactly where I have it written down as well, but I don't think it will. But well, let's move on to actress then, where we've got Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz, Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman, being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. Where are you thinking this is gonna go? This is a one which is still kind of hard well, kinda of hard to predict, but I think now because of the Critics' Choice Awards, Chastain has yeah. the momentum. I think it also helps that she's been pushing it, she's been doing a campaign. Unlike the likes of like Penelope Cruz and Kidman, she hasn't won yet. So it seems like there is a reason to reward her here. Yeah. Um if I had a choice to be going to Christian Stewart, yeah. no doubt. <laughs> That's what I've got written down as well. I would love to see Kristen Stewart get a win. And like her career is just starting. She's she's going to be an Oscar winner at some point. Um, oh, yeah. I haven't seen The Eyes of Tammy Faye, but this to me is one of those categories that honestly could go any direction. I think Olivia Coleman is wonderful in everything that she's in. I think the Academy loves a film like being the Ricardos and it's not going to win anywhere else, so they might throw it a win here. But, yeah, I think at the moment it is looking like Chastain. It is very, very close because you'd see the tra- it's a transformational performance as well. It looks pretty solid to be winning makeup and hair, so it's kind of a nice pairing that way. Yeah. Uh, the, the problem is none of these actresses are in Best Picture contenders, which is what we usually default to. So it, it has made quite an interesting race. And none of them were up for BAFTA either, so that didn't help us at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moving over to supporting actor, we've got... Sharon Hines for Belfast, Troy Kotzer for Coda, Jesse Plemons in Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons being the Ricardos, and Cody Smith-McPhee in Power of the Dog. I hate to admit it, I've not seen a single one of these performances, (laughs) so (laughs) I'm going to defer completely to you. I don't know, is this where they throw Coda an award because it's not going to win anywhere else, or like, I don't know. Um, well, Coda now actually has a chance in another award, but um, yeah, Troy Kotzer has been taking all the momentum for this film, and it is my favourite performance of the five. I have to admit, this is a kind of weak lineup comparison to what we could have gotten, Yeah, but 
Kotzer is easily the standout. It's going to be a historical moment, the first deaf actor to win an award, to win an Oscar. Um, he's been killing it with his speeches. If you just look up his BAFTA speech, his SAG speech, it, it's going to. It, it looked like it was going to be Cody for a while, but all the momentum and just everything we've known about the Oscars for the past decades, they like to reward a veteran performance. They yeah. like to award people who maybe doesn't don't have a chance again. Cody's going to have another chance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who would you like to have seen up in this category? I think, uh, like I said, for Mass, Jason Isaacs gives an incredible performance. Um, if you look through some of the international films, there's Vincent Lindon for Titan and Anders Danielson Lee for Worst Person in the World. They both, I think, really deserved it. I also would have gone for Coleman Domingo in Zola. He His performance is absolutely insane, but but that film just released during the summer with absolute no buzz outside of indie spirits. Yeah, I think it's also just the kind of film that the Academy aren't generally interested in. Oh, not at all. Yeah, it's the same. I mean, I would have loved to have actually seen Nicolas Cage up for Pig, and I loved mm-hmm. Dev Patel in The Green Knight as well, but I think they're both just films that the Academy's not interested in. <laughs> oh, for best actor, I would have probably gone for Peter Dinklage. Yeah, I mean, he's fantastic. He's just wonderful. All right, for supporting actress, we've got Jessie Buckley in The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBose in West Side Story, Judy Dench in Belfast, Kristen Dunst in Power of the Dog, and Anjanu Ellis in King Richard. I I don't know. I can't. I would love to see Dunst win an award personally. <laughs> I'd love it as well. It's going to be DeBose. Honestly, I I'm still shocked. Catri- uh, Catriona Balfe isn't here for Belfast. That was especially since Judy Dench made it in. Yeah. None of us were predicting <laughs> at all. Yeah. But I guess you can't deny Dench whenever she has a chance. Um. No, it's going to be Ariana DeBose and. She deserves it. Like that movie, you go into West Side Story knowing, oh, it's a Tony and yeah. um and all that, but you come out thinking, but Anita, your heart is with <laughs> Anita throughout that entire film, and yeah, I I would not be mad in the slightest if this is where West Side Story gets its win. I agree. I think that that this is probably the category where it's going to win. That movie was so incredibly underseen. Just nobody saw it, you know, much like The Last Duel, its release just kind of got pushed right to the end of the year when most countries were kind of starting to suffer again with COVID and it just went so deep under the radar. But I think it released here a week before Spider-Man, which I'm like, why did you do that? <laughs> but I don't, let's be honest, do you think that West Side Story ever would have done well? Like, I, I just don't know if it's the kind of movie that the general audience was ever going to rush to a cinema to see i also think it had the issue of we've done this before yeah we have west side story at home why do we need to go out and see it again i mean you look at in the heights that warner brothers pushed that movie out to everyone and it's yeah. still it made slightly more than west side story but not that much more and we all declared in the heights such a failure in summer box office wise that we just wrote it off our award season and yeah. Frankly, it's still one of my top 10 films of the year. I think it deserved a lot more recognition than it ended up getting. Really? I, I was one of the people on the other side of the fence. I was not a fan of In the Heights, personally. I wonder if just movie musicals are kind of a dying breed. It's a bit sad, because personally, there's actually a lot of musicals and, and movie musicals I really enjoy. But I don't, I don't know if we're going to get many more after West Side Story and In the Heights. 
I mean, this year had quite a few, but you see, Cyrano did even worse because they completely dropped the ball in their yeah. marketing. Dear Evan Hansen, which <laughs> none of us thought looked good anyway, yeah. dropped the ball. The problem is these musicals demand money. Yes. They demand money to actually be made. And unless you're, well, now Damien Chazelle, I don't know. I think they might need to just go down more of the original route than trying to copy Broadway. Yeah, I agree. My favourite movie musical of the last 10 years has easily been La La Land, which I know oh, a lot my, of people don't like. it's like my like, fourth favourite film of all time. I adore beautiful. that film. Yeah. <laughs> and brilliant music and songs as well. Like, I think mm-hmm. people have forgotten that people used to write musicals specifically for film. <laughs> like, Wizard of Oz, another example, that was written for film. And I think people are just so set on adaptations at the moment. Just, it's kind of sad. <laughs> It's very sad. Um, yeah, just more original musicals, please. I think that's what we're needing right now. And I love Wicked, and obviously I love John M. Drew for doing In the Heights, but I don't know how that's going to turn out. i got to say, Wicked to me is one that actually kind of excites me in a weird kind <laughs> of like shameful way, because I just think, you know, I think of the staging of that show and how much that could be lifted with some beautiful cinematography. And yeah, I'm, I'm actually kind of keen for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move over to cinematography, where we've got Greg Fraser, uh, Aussie mate, we love him, for Dune, Dan Lutzen for Nightmare Alley, Ari Wagner for Power of the Dog, Bruno Del Bonnell for Tragedy of Macbeth, and Janusz Kaminski for West Side Story. This, I think, is actually a pretty tough category because there were some beautiful looking films this year i think all five of these are worthy of the nomination and i can still think of at least 10 more i would have loved to have had in this category but yeah this is this is tough for me where are you thinking are you set with dune for this i i don't know because this is one that was split so at bafta it went to dune and then for a critic's choice it went to the power of a dog yeah there is narrative like, there's a really compelling narrative for Power of a Dog, because if Ari Wagner wins, she's the first female cinematographer to win yeah. this award in 94 years, which is <laughs> shocking. <laughs> but it would make such a good moment. But Dune has all the momentum and all the technical awards for, well, very obvious reasons. Like I said, if it was me, I'd be casting a vote into Tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah. I think that is one of the most stunning films I've seen in the past few decades yeah. let alone just a year i think i'm gonna lean to dune but it's very very close i'd love to see a breakdown of the results for this category yeah same yeah i i'm so torn on this my heart is with tragedy Macbeth. i think it like you said it's a stunning looking film i don't think it's gonna win I wouldn't be surprised also if this ended up being maybe where west side story got a win because Movie musicals traditionally, you know, the cinematography in them is, that's quite an achievement in itself to film those dance numbers. But yeah, I reckon it's probably going to go Dune. And honestly, the blend, I've always said this, that cinematography is more than just pointing a camera. It's the overall look of the film and the way that that film blends all of its elements, the visual effects with the practical effects. It's it's a real achievement. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's like- It's going to win visual effects. I think that's the easiest lock of the entire night. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, so let's let's get to VFX then. We've got Dune, Free Guy, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi and Spider-Man. I agree with you. I I don't see a reason to even have those other four nominees listed. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think No Time to Die is a worthy number two, especially if you look like half the scenes in that movie you would think would be practical or visual effects. Like yeah. when we're climbing up the like I think it's like one of the skyscrapers and it looks stunning. That is completely visual effects and you're like, no way did they were they able to do that. But it is a it's a worthy runner up, but there is no way anything is topping Dune. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Let's talk film editing for a moment, because this is another category oh that I think is really interesting, actually. Uh, we've got Hank Corwin for Don't Look Up, Joe Walker for Dune, Pamela Martin for King Richard, Peter Skibberis, Power of the Dog, Myron Kirsten, and Andrew Weisblum for Tick, Tick, Boom. What are your thoughts on this category? Because this is another one where I honestly don't know where it's going to go. Nobody does. Um, <laughs> so the Ace Eddie Awards went to King Richard and Tick, Tick, Boom. Right, the yep. BAFTA went to No Time to Die, <laughs> and the Critics' Choice went to West Side Story. Yeah. So, Dune was the only one that was up for all of them, but it lost all of them. Yeah. If you're wanting to go with the sound stat, usually, like so, for example, last year Trial lost to Sound of Metal, which won Best Sound. Yeah. That's been kind of a strong correlation recently. Yeah. If you want to do that, go for Dune. It's the safest bet. Well, one that sticks out to me is Tick, Tick, Boom. Not only has it already won an award, but the fact it only got in here and actor yeah, kind of suggests to me passion. And out of the five films, I don't particularly love the editing. I, I've yeah. openly said I've had issues with Tick, Tick, Boom. I agree. I did not like is, that movie at all. I was left disappointed with it. I, do, I should revisit it. I still love Andrew Garfield, but I've said that film was messier I'm than i expected so it to be you agree. I've, I've spoken to so little people who felt the same way i yeah yeah i got when i posted my reviews people were like oh you don't understand it <laughs> trust me i watch so many movie musicals yeah i understand it i just did not connect to the character of a story here but regardless it is most editing i think we can't yes. deny that out of this list it is the most editing yeah. and it's not the sort of don't look up controversial editing style that yep. usually comes of Adam McKay films, which another film I did not particularly like. Right, I, I so, actually loved that film, and that's where my heart is. If I was going to give this award, I'd give it to Don't Look Up, personally. I, I'd, I'd be giving it to Dune. I think yeah. the editing on that, to make that story as cohesive as it is, and yep. that film does not feel like nearly three hours long. That feels like a less than two hour film that's absolutely and that true. is impressive yeah um even king richard i'd say has really impressive editing another long film that doesn't feel as long as it should be yeah the montages which the academy does like a good sports montage they do so honestly p pick your bet and <laughs> it's got a decent chance of winning here <laughs> the sports montage thing for me goes in hand in hand with that that most editing thing, which the Academy has been guilty of rewarding in the past. So I would not be surprised if this went to Tick, Tick, Boom or to King Richard for those reasons. Yeah, it's a tight race for sure. But then, like I said, Sound of Metal winning last year just really throws me off because that is not a traditional winner of that category. Yeah, that's the other thing that's really throwing me off this year is, and I mentioned this when I did an episode on The Last Duel recently, I feel like the Academy has been going very much out of its way to not reward Academy films. You know, films that are oh, traditionally yeah. 
you know, and that's the only reason I can think that The Last Duel didn't get nominated is it's too much of an Oscar archetype. I would say the same about French Dispatch. Yes. That's the film that should have been contending here, should have been in production, should have been in score. It's Wes Anderson. I don't get why they just said no to it this year. Yeah. And so that's where I'm concerned that perhaps all the bookies, all the people like us are going to be completely wrong because the Academy is going to be going so far out of their way to be different and just, you know, throw awards at people they wouldn't usually that who knows what's going to happen. (laughs) Let's, let's get to director then getting towards the end of it here. Um, I agree with you that I think Campion is going to win this. But just for cheers and giggles, we've got Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, Ryosuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, Jane Campion, Power of the Dog, and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. Who's your second then? And is Campion who you actually want to win here or just who you think is going to? I mean, the person I wanted to win this was Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. I, I, I'm still in shock that he's not even nominated. I agree. But- I've had my rant about that. I've had many. About that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think out of this list, I would personally pick Campion. But I also love Hamaguchi because Drive My Car is my second favorite film of the year. Yeah. And I think to take on a story like that, to make it actually three hours long, and once again, you don't feel the runtime, yeah. despite the fact it's a slow meditative drama. It's spectacular. I think even West Side Story. As much as I don't love the film, you can't deny the craft of West Side Story. Um, number two, I've here's the thing: the bookies have Spielberg fifth, and I don't get that. You're right. I like Paul Thomas Anderson. He's now probably favorite to win original screenplay, and that yep. is more of a screenplay showcase. Definitely Belfast. I personally love Belfast. I wish it was getting more recognition this year than it's actually going to get, but I wouldn't give it for director either. Um, Yeah, so my second would probably be Hamaguchi as a personal preference, but I do think Campion is favourite and rightfully deserved this year. I'm actually really surprised that PTA got a nomination for director for this. I agree with you. I think that that's that's a screenplay film. I mean, if it didn't make it in, it'd be even weirder if it got picture and screenplay and that was it. Well, that's true. I mean, yeah, that would be bizarre. But, you know, like, honestly, even though I didn't love the film, I think Nightmare Alley, the direction in that film is pretty fantastic. And as you said- I actually really loved Nightmare Alley, like, more than most people. Yeah, I have right. like four for th- I've got four for fifth in my best picture ranking. I've sh- Yeah, that is a film that should be winning some of the crafts it's nominated for. I mean, definitely, like, definitely. I could see that taking away production design. Um, mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of categories that I think that could win. And what that film did well, it did really well. So I was actually surprised to not see Guillermo up for director- I was really surprised, like you, to not see Villeneuve up because Dune is a real achievement. And the way that it blends all of those technical elements and still makes you really care about the story and, like you said, understand it, (laughs) I think that's insane to me that he's not up here. (laughs) Ten nominations and apparently the director is not good enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Ten nominations and I think it's only going to win the the technical ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's going to win like five or six of them. Yeah, yeah. Potentially. Yeah. But I, I agree. Campion is going to win this one. And I will be absolutely happy with that, if for nothing else other than she's 
amazing <laughs> and more women need to win this category. Yeah, they really do. What do you think about the recent controversy around her? Like, are we too close to the Oscars now for that to have any play on the Oscars? Oh, maybe in screenplay where it's a tighter race, but director's been locked up since the beginning. Um, the controversy's kind of been weird because she had people in her favour against the Sam Elliott situation and then she obviously made that huge blunder at yeah. the Critics' Choice Award but she's apologised since then and I, I don't know It's I think it's too late I think it's sort kind of just going to be a thing that happens on Twitter and people are just going to forget about <laughs> it come Oscar night yeah well here we are best picture then um, before we get to the nominees let me ask you this are you in favour or are you against the now standard 10 nominees for best picture that seems to almost be a requirement of late whether or not there are 10 pitches worthy you know 10 need to be nominated are you in favor of that yeah i am i'm in favor of that because if you take this year as opposed to last year if this was a race of like eight or nine you would have seen nightmare alley and probably drive my car taken out of the list that was probably the two that were nine and ten and I love both those films, so I'm kind of glad that they've got a chance to be in this lineup. And it just makes it a lot more consistent when we look back. Uh, I think the rule was like 5% must have voted for your film to have gotten in last year, which I don't kind of get, to be honest. I don't get why it's at a threshold. Um, I think 10 just makes it a lot more consistent. Yeah. By that logic, though, should we be nominating more for all the other categories as well? Like, if we had 10 in director, then Villeneuve might have got up. Is that is that excessive? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit excessive. I think for picture it makes sense, but for every other category... I mean, Makeup and Hair only had three nominees yeah, they like usually years do. ago. Yeah, yeah. So getting into Best Picture then, we've got Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Are there any of these 10 that surprise you that they actually got in? Like I said, I was really surprised to see Nightmare Alley get in here when it got so few other nominations and wasn't that well received in the end. Like it had a lot of buzz before release and then that kind of died. I'm surprised to not see something like Spencer here. Um, Does this category surprise you at all? Nightmare Alley is a one surprise, yeah. Uh, I got the other nine. I was proud of driving my car. I was, very, I was just kind of pushing that in. Um, but I had being the Ricardos in over Nightmare Alley for my predictions. Not what I actually wanted, because I do prefer Nightmare Alley as a film. But yeah. being the Ricardos just had a weird day getting free actors, and that was it. Yeah. It was very, very strange. Um, no, Nightmare Alley is a surprise, but... One that I'm actually really happy about because, like I said, I do actually really love it. Yeah. Um, the other nine were kind of a predicted set. Yeah. Being the Ricardos also is one of those films that really, like The Last Duel I was talking about before, it actually it strikes me like an Academy film. You know, like the Oscars love movies about Hollywood and film and television being made and stuff. So I was I was surprised to not see that here as well. I mean, do you think that this is an absolute lock this category do you think this is going to power of the dog or do you think some of these other films still have a real shot we have to wait until pga because that is the first chance that power of a dog has a chance to play against a preferential ballot so if we see 
I think Belfast is out at this point, to be honest. The fact it didn't even perform well to a British voting body kind of rolls it out. I think if you see Coda or King Richard win PGA, there is a little bit of a discussion to be made. It also comes down to what wins editing, because we're going to find that out before the telecast. So if Power of a Dog wins editing, it, it's locked up. It's done. I just... People making the Coda argument just because it's had this last-minute resurgence. I don't see how a film that could only get in supporting actor and screenplay can beat a film that got in production design and sound when it had no right to get in either of those categories, let alone being the most nominated film over a technical achievement like Dune. Yeah. It's clear the Academy loves the power of a dog and it's clear it has momentum. It's winning director for sure. If it ends up taking adapted screenplay, it, it, it's done. I don't see how a film tops that. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it's interesting. We think of best picture and director being so correlated, but they're actually not. There are so many examples where they're, those are split categories. I wouldn't be surprised if this was one of those years. I don't know why I'm just feeling that, but I don't like looking at that list. I can't think of any of the other 10 that would really win. Don't look up has absolutely no shot. I loved that movie, but that has no shot of winning. I don't think any awards. Um, You know, the only one I think might be a contender is, I mean, I'd love to see Dune win, but it's. I just think it's, oh, I'd love it. it's too much of a genre film that I just can't see it taking it. Oh, I'd love it as well. But people built up this narrative about rewarding part two. I'm like, you do realise what else is coming out that year, but whatever, we'll tackle that at that point. Um, yeah, like I said, I think I have King Richard at number two. It's the only other film that really ma- it was never it was never going to get a nomination in director, so it kind of maxed out its awards. It's winning best actor. It's got a good shot at editing. If we see it potentially win PGA, I think there is a real discussion to be made about that, especially since the controversy around Campion has also shifted focus a little more on King Richard's story. Yeah, I think that may end up helping it a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Um, but. If PGA goes to Power of a Dog, it's over. I really do think the race is done by that point. Yeah. I reckon that takes us to the end then. That's that's cool. I'm uh, like, I usually am one of those people who gets really excited for the Oscars. I'm sadly not this year. Like, I'm still going to watch it. We're very lucky with our time zones that the Oscars here start at 10 a.m. on a Monday morning. So, <laughs> so I can, you know, cheekily watch it at my desk at work or take the day off and, you know, make a lunch of it. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm going to watch it. But, yeah, I'm really not excited. And I actually kind of don't really care about the winners this year. <laughs> I think a big problem is that's just because it's gone on for so long. We've known about these nominees for months now, and it almost feels so predictable. It's like, what's the point anymore? Yeah, that's true. I think that's why a lot of us are chasing a Coda sort of win for Best Picture, because it would be something different. But, I mean, I'm still going to stay up and watch it. I've got the day booked off between the two days, so I can stay up till like 4 or 5 (laughs) a.m. But... Is it going to be worth it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me. Can you tell everybody where they can find you and, and some of the things that you do? 
Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Films of Amy. I've got a link in my bio that kind of links to everything I write, but like I said, it's primarily in session film and next best picture. Nice. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Next week, I will finally be getting to the Batman with our good friend Sam from Movie Reviews and 20 Qs. I've been hanging out for for ages. I was meant to see it opening day and then got COVID, unfortunately. Uh, where are you on the Batman? Were you, you a fan? I loved it. Yeah? Yeah, I loved it. But I also saw in the city that it was, like, shot in. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, there seemed to only really be two kind of people, those who loved it and those who liked it. I actually don't know of anyone who hasn't enjoyed the Batman, which, mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty impressive for a film that is knocking on the door of three hours. <laughs> It, it, it goes by really quickly. It, yeah, so. yeah. All right, so that should be fun. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with me, you can do that at wewatchtothing.com or wewatchtothing at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchtothing. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchtothing, and I'll catch you next week. Oh.